Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pens and Stuff podcast. If you want to stay in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook at Pens, Penguin Stuff Official. You can find us on Instagram at Pens and Stuff Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Pens Stuff. You can also email us at PenguinStuffOfficial at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go find us at Pens and Stuff Podcast on Patreon.com. And for little as $5 a month, you can get access to all kinds of fun stuff like live streams, Q&As, polls, and maybe even some free merch. And speaking of merch, if you want to buy some pens and stuff merch, you can find that stuff on Redbubble at Pen Stuff. And now, on to the episode. Guys, it's the Pens and Stuff podcast. We're back for a fourth season of Pens and Stuff I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Abby. And guys, we have made it almost to five seasons of the Pens and Stuff podcast. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is just season yeah, four. Make it through the fourth okay. first. Yeah, let's you're make right, it through right, number right, four right, before right, we start right. praising ourselves about making it through five. You're right. Okay. Okay. Well, we're like that. <laughs> we made, it, to we five made it through three like, full seasons. It's true. Uh, no, actually, season two was like nine episodes, so we can't say it was a full season. Got yeah. COVID because of the pandemic, you know. You yeah, can't... it was. It was a. It was a mess. The second half of that season. I mean, it, we stopped apparently like in December, so <laughs> I don't know why yeah. we did that. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, you guys well, no, no, we stopped. Episodes. We stopped in. Um, it was in March, I think, because March we we went down to Florida to see your grandfather. Yeah, and that's sick. when it's that's when everything hit the fan. Yeah, shiitake hit the fan. Yep. Anyway, but guys. Season four, baby. Yeah, episode one. And at this moment in time in, in, in uh, America, the Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. Yes, and uh, much to the happiness of everyone who didn't want the Tampa Bay Lightning to three-peat. But yeah. just one little fact here before we talk about that. The owner of the Avalanche, Stan Kroenke, he also owns the LA Rams. Just, you know, he's doing very well for himself. Good and year for I, that man. I'm I'm pretty sure he's like on the, like, he's somehow connected to the Golden State Warriors as well. So he's just like, <laughs> he's like kicking, kicking Baduski over there in championship yeah, yeah. land. It's, it's impressive. That's but anyway, nice. Colorado Avalanche are the Stanley Cup champions. And uh, what, what are our thoughts about that? Uh, I, a, there was a lot of stuff going on in that uh, series. Um um, I wasn't particularly fond of, um, I'm not, I can't remember which game it was. Uh, it was an overtime game that the, that the avalanche won, um, game four. right. When they had too many men on the ice and it didn't get called. I, I was more, I, I was, I was disappointed in two ways. The first way I was disappointed that, um, the the coach of the of the Tampa Bay Lightning, his name is escaping me right now. John Cooper. John Cooper sounded a little bit like a whiny baby after <laughs> the game, so I was disappointed with that. Know. I was also disappointed with Nazem Kadri's T-shirt during the championship parade that said "Too many men on the ice," like he was rubbing it in. Uh, quite frankly. And we'll probably talk about this uh, later on in the in the podcast, but um, I don't like that guy, Nazem no, Kadri. Um, so, but you know, I thought it was an entertaining series. 
I thought it was, um, I thought it was fun to watch. I thought, um, you know, I, like I said, we, I really didn't have a, a rooting interest in either one of these teams. Um, it would have been cool to see a three-peat. We haven't seen one of those in how many years has it been since a team's won three in a row? Uh, since the like- Island, uh, Islanders, I think. Since yeah, the 70s? Yeah. Whatever. yeah, the 80s. So, so it's been a while. But, yeah, I mean, good. it was a good series. Who is who is Con Smythe? Makar. Makar, Kyle Makar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he deserved it. So, uh, I, I, I want to talk about Kyle Makar in a minute, but Abby, what are your thoughts about uh, – about that and uh real quick fact fact uh fact it was game four sorry i was fact checking okay that's what you said game four four. did i say game four yes you did okay okay cool move going on honestly i'm just thankful that the lightning didn't win i just there's something about that team that made me upset um i didn't really get to watch the series very much because i was at camp but um i i was just i was I had one time during the day where I had access to the internet. And so I would get on and check the score on who won. And like, I remember, cause it only went to six games, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I remember like checking it on the weekend when I had my phone and I was like, well, the Stanley cup will be awarded by Wednesday. If, if worse comes to worse or whatever. So anyways, but yes, I'm just very thankful that Colorado won because a three-peat from that Tampa team would have just made me so sad. I'm also, I'm yeah. also kind of an under-the-table kind of uh, Colorado fan. So yeah, uh, and Colorado's I think, yeah. A, Colorado's just a team that you can't hate on, really. Like, I mean, you you can obviously you can, but it's not like they have likable players. It's not like you like it's not like Washington, okay, or Philadelphia for us, where you hate that. Like, you can't really vote for them. You can vote for, like, maybe a player on the team. Like, I can vote for Nicholas Backstrom because he's not annoying. Or I can vote for, uh, what is it, not Joel, Joel, Joel Farabee. Mm-hmm. But, but I can't vote for the team. Like, you can, you can hate a guy in Colorado, but you can't, like, not root against the team just because of one guy, you know? Yeah. Or just because you don't like – I feel like they're very, a very enduring team. Yeah, it's true. Now, uh, yes. Now that Kadri's not there, because Dad's wondering about that. Oh no, 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 no! I mean, I mean, I mean now compared to the '90s. Oh yeah. Well, okay, they were a powerhouse in the '90s, and I think like I think now like they they've been so good for a couple years now, like three or four years, and they've always been like season favorites to like make the cup. They've been so close so many times, and now that they've won, it's like okay, nice job, good job. Now. Get out of here and let's vote for <laughs> Move someone. Moving you know? on. <laughs> We've been expecting this for how many years? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, just like finally, like it's about time. Like, you know, it's about darn time. Yeah. 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 Now talking about Cam McCarr, fun little fun little side tangent that we weren't planning on. I saw this thing saying that Cam McCarr was a top three player in the league, in the league. No, uh, just on Colorado. Top, not top three that. defenseman, top three player. Top three players in the league. Thoughts on that? Well, okay. I guess in your head, who would you put above him? Like Connor, Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. 
Austin Matthews, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then Kale McCarr? I, no. I could say that's, that's feasible. I mean, I it's feasible, yeah. I would say maybe top five, because I think there might be a couple. But, I mean, like, he just won the Conn Smythe. He won the Norris. Like, at, at this exact point in time, yeah, I'd say he And last year, he won the Calder. And last year, he won the yeah. Calder. Kids got, getting it done. I don't know. I would, I would say, at the moment, like, I don't know overall. Like, obviously, he's still young. He's still yeah. young. He's so much room to improve, too, which is crazy. Pretty sure but. it's like 26 or something like that. I, I would I would say absolutely. Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying he is, yeah. Sorry. I, mm-hmm. I would say absolutely top five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Kel McCarr's 23. Huh? Not, 20, not 25. He's 23. He's 23. Oh, 23 years old. Yeah. He's sorry. young. Um, I would say he's definitely top five. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can... I think, I think I, I, it's to me, it's a stretch to put him at three. This question, this question comes down to what's your definition of great. Are you talking about achievements or are you talking about skill or are you talking about, you know, like, well, with him, like I don't think it matters. Uh, no, with him, I don't think it I'm matters saying. because so, he's got the skill and the yeah, achievements. So if you're just going by skill, you have to put Connor McDavid in front of him. You have to put Austin Matthews in front of him. You probably have to put Leon Dreisaitl in front of him. You have to put Matthews, and you could argue put like Andre Vasilevsky in front of them, mm-hmm. and then you have Kale McCarr. So maybe not even top five. Now, if you're doing go- if you're combining the two skill and, you know, overall achievement, right? See, McCarr, he be- he benefits. Crosby. He benefits a little bit by playing on the Colorado Avalanche because mm-hmm. he's he's a defenseman. So so offensive defensemen tend to I'm not sure what I'm I I, I think offensive defensemen tend to get more opportunity they're playing more Um, the players that they play against might not necessarily be the best on your teams because you might get out there on against a fourth line um but in in McCarr's case, I mean, you look at the body of work from last year, and he it didn't matter who he was up against; he was scoring goals, mm-hmm. and and, and, so, and making goals happen. Right, and mm-hmm. and so I think I think he ha- I I would say this: I think he has the potential to be a top three player, but after one incredibly excellent year i have a hard time maybe putting him in there solidly now i may change my tune a month or two into the season but mm-hmm. i think i think right now i have no issue putting him in the top five top 10 definitely okay absolutely I mean, he- there's no doubt he's top 10 absolutely yeah 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 well he's played three seasons and I played 178 games, and he has 180 points. So he's currently averaging over a point per game hmm. for his career. But he's been a, a first pairing defenseman pretty much the whole time, right? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. 
I that's I don't know. But it's an interesting conversation, and I would I I, I would put him top three. I really would. I put like if depending on whatever you want to say, but by my estimations, he's top three. I'd put McDavid. I, I'd put him at two right now. I'd put him at two. McDavid, him, and Matthews are the top three in the league. And that I, I I'm not being a homer. Putting I'm not putting Crosby up there. Crosby's no. great. But no, he's I, not he's not at the level anymore of a no. Big David he's or Matthews or McCarr. I, I yeah. agree. I agree with you yeah. there. I'm not I'm not saying well why isn't Crosby in that list? Um yeah. Crosby's still it, top ten. Top Crosby's five, yeah. Crosby's still a top three top, in the NHL, top. in the history of the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top three. Yeah. Lemieux, Lemieux, Gretzky, Crosby. You think? I think. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche on the yes, Stanley Cup yes, win. Congratulations. congratulations to Cal McCarr on a ridiculous season. Arguably, yes. <laughs> arguably, like if you're combining postseason and regular season, and if that's what the Art Ross was, he should be the Art Ross winner as well. Like screw McDavid, but um. <laughs> oh anyway, moving on, moving, moving on, on, moving on. We are talking the Penguins. Um, you do know, agency. you do know it was Matthews who won the Hart Trophy this year. True, Matt. No, I okay, said Art there Ross. You go. I said Art. He Ross. said Art. He said Art Ross. Oh, the MVP, okay. which I'm pretty Sorry. sure was McDavid, right? Uh, also, Art Ross. All I have to right? say, I have a question. I have a question. How okay, do we feel? Ask the question. About literally the entire NHL saying Igor is the best goaltender in the league. Um, I would say the guy almost lost to a third string goalie. So, no, it was it was Connor McDavid this year. It was Yar Ross? I I say Igor can go kiss booty. If I'm being perfectly honest, the man, I don't know. I mean, he, okay. All, all, all prejudice aside to, uh, to Igor. Okay. He's, like, incredible. he's a heck of a player. He, he is, he is fantastic. Okay. And he's playing on a team that does not have a lot of superstar power. Like Panarin's great. He's not a superstar. Like he's not mm-hmm. like, he, he's not top of the top. He's a, he's a star and he's got great skill. But you look at that team and like Jacob Trouba is your best defenseman and he's like Tom Wilson. But Adam, Adam where Fox number is eight. Adam Fox, Adam, Fox, Adam Fox is good. Yes. Adam Fox is great. But Igor's playing on a team that does not have a lot. He's literally the new Heinrich Lundqvist. Like same team and everything. Yeah, it's true. Pretty much. Like, like, yeah. So, I mean, he's great. But I wouldn't say... I don't know. I could have be having my penguin bias, but I wouldn't say he's the best goalie in the league. Who would you say is the best goalie in the league? Vasilevsky still? Andre Vasilevsky. Until proven otherwise, Andre Vasilevsky is the best play- goalie in the league. Like I mean, he, he may not have his... he may he, he may not have won he may not have won the trophy for best goalie in the league. But, but the he's still the greatest goalie in the league. It's for your individual year too. So like yeah. Vas yeah. he's just had a better year than Vasilevsky last year. Which is true. So, yeah, true. Just like till proven otherwise, Connor McDavid's the best player in the league until someone else shows. Just him like, up. like until McDavid, Crosby was the best player in the league. 
mm-hmm. until someone else proves otherwise, Ovi's the best goal scorer in the league. Matthews is getting there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe I'm stuck in the early 2010s, but. Yeah, you are. Get out Get out of there, buddy. Anyone else has thoughts about Eeyore? Besides nope. saying he's an actual jabroni. He is kind of a jabroni. All right. Penguin Street Agency happened. And Ron Hextall proved all the Twitter trolls wrong. <laughs> and he worked his magic. Let's just say people are way too quick to judge today. It, way too quick. The man has barely been the general manager for two years. And they were already calling for his head. And he did it. He 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 brought back Malkin. He brought back Rust. He brought back Raquel. He brought back Kemp. And then he brought back Latang. He all, brought back this Heinen too. While keeping us under the calorie sap, salary cap, calorie sap, salary cap, <laughs> salary cap. Well, the the calorie sap too. Um, but gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you guys, let me just ask you this question. Do you guys honestly believe that if Tristan Jari hadn't been injured, that we would have won that series? Absolutely. In five. In five. I I think we, I think we might've swept it. We would, we, yeah, we would not have. It was was game seven. That's for sure. No, we we absolutely, we absolutely stole the first game to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm being real. I'm being real, real quick. I think if Casey DeSmith doesn't get injured, we win that series. Yeah, I mean, he was playing well until he got injured. He's playing out of his mind until he, he got injured. He was Mr. Spicy Pork Butt. Well, yeah, the um, I mean, Deming played really well for those Deming. two games too. Where did he go this off season? He got signed somewhere else. The Rangers. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, but hey, we got the goat, Dustin Tokarski. So that's all that matters right yeah. now. The freaking um, go, boys. Classic, Dustin. So moving, moving forward, we're going with the same team basically from last year. Pretty much with the exceptions of Jeffrey Petrie. Yep. Can I say something? What? You sure can. I, I mean, think- it's a podcast, so I would hope you would say something. I mean, yes, I was just, anyways. Um, I think we have basically the same top six that we did last year, forward-wise. And our third line, I think Bluger gets bumped up to the third line again, and you put Carter on the fourth line to play mm. fourth line mix because he would thrive there. I'm, um, I'm praying. Put Carter on the fourth line with the young guns on his wings, and I think that would be beautiful. Anyways, but... As far as defense, I think we've added so much more grit to the defense. You add Jeff Petrie, big guy, skilled guy, but big. And then you got Jan Ruda as well, who was also a huge body, apparently really well known for getting gritty. And then we also got Nate Bouye. How do you say his name? I don't know. Bouye, I believe it is. I believe. Um, we got him too, who's also known for a lot of grit. And I think, um, I don't know. I just think we added a 
a level on the blue line of of more grit, which is one of the big things that we were missing in that series against the Rangers is physicality. And I think that's something that they've sort of added to. Um, they're going to have to make a trade at some point because we have nine defensemen right now and we're uh, 1.5 over the cap still. Um, mm -hmm. So I'd say we're going to probably trade at least one or two defensemen probably. Um, but yeah, I just think that they've added a lot more on the blue line. That's going to, it's going to have an impact. It might not be obvious to like a casual fan, but it's going to, it's going to be impactful. And I'm interested to see what it like, what that looks like. Me too. I, I, I'm, I'm not happy that we just stayed like kind of stood pat, you know, like, I think what he did, Hextall being, is good, but I would have liked to see some changes on the offensive side. Like what? Everyone wanted us to re-sign Malkin and Rust. What yeah. else do you do? I suppose that, yeah. Because everyone else is still under contract. You could make well, a trade, I guess. But well, yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we needed to make a trade. He signed and Carter. I hope he does. He signed Carter in the middle of the season. That and was that. That might have been a. That might have been an issue. But. Yeah. But I mean, after that signing, there really wasn't a whole lot else he could do except try and get. Um. Get Rusty and Malkin to resign somehow, some way. Now I was, I was listening to an interview uh, with Brian Burke recently, and he said that the number one consideration for Hextall and the team was signing rust. They believe mm -hmm. rust rust uh, of the free agents that were, that we had rust was the most important one to sign. And I, I don't necessarily disagree with that because I think rust gives your team scoring and 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 depth yeah. that a lot of depth that um malkin and letang probably wouldn't yeah but then but then they got letang done apparently he was number two on the list and malkin was third and again that's fair. I, I don't think that's fair. i don't think that malkin i don't think it was that malkin isn't as good a player as those other two guys i He's just the most think, expendable right but at the same time you know if, if you're listing Rust, Latang, and Malkin, you've got to, you have to deal with these guys in some sort of order. Mm -hmm. And the order was just, it was Rusty first, Latang second, and Malkin third. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest. Go ahead. I'm going to be honest. When I saw that we re signed Latang for the amount of money that we re signed Latang for, I was not really that excited about it because. We resigned him for six years mm -hmm. at six million. That seemed like a really long tenure for Latang, who already kind of seems to be backsliding a little bit. No, so, you can't say that. You can't say that he had a career year this last year. Career year. That's true. Career year. He had like I think I was arguing with someone already about this. He had, I think he's he had over a point per game this year. No, he didn't. He had 
What was his stats? In 71 games, he had 60, 78 games, 68 points. Career year for Chris Latang, point-wise. While putting up, and I know, Abby, you're going to go, oh, plus-minus, it's not as crap. But he had a plus-minus of 20. A, he had a plus-minus of 20. It's a broken stat. It's a broken stat. That's all I, I'm saying. Yeah, plus-minus of 20, which was the second-best in his career, only behind his 2011-2012 uh, season at 21. A plus of 21. So you can't say he's declining because he had a career year last year with only 22 power play points. Yeah. Which is big because he's scoring five on five. Or putting up points five on five. Mm -hmm. If you want to go deeper into analytics on Chris Letang, let's go to uh, Hockey Reference because they have the advanced stats, I'm pretty sure. Don't they? I'm not sure. Here you go. Goals per 60 minutes for Chris Letang this year. No, let's not go goals. Where's points per 60 minutes? Points per 60 minutes. Two points per 60 minutes of ice time. Who's this? Letang? Chris Letang. Two points he's per game. Per 60 minutes. Per 60 minutes. So, like, when he's on the ice for six minutes, he's putting up two points, which his time on ice. Uh, when he's on the ice. He's, he's averaging 20-some minutes. Like yeah, 20, so he's six. He's like making what'd that be okay. like? 0.66 points per yeah, something like that. Game. So I don't know. Little little, I, little less than that, I think. All that to say, Abby, you can't say he's on the downward decline because he's not. You can't say that. You can't say that. Well, we'll see. I mean, a, a lot of it depends. A lot of it depends Sorry. on what's gonna happen uh this season, obviously, when when the uh when the team starts playing and, and we get into real meaningful games um, to see, to see how that the team constitutes itself and what and, Sullivan does with what he has is going to be yeah. huge too. That, that's and you know something what I, that we need to talk about too is Mike Sullivan. He's, he's, he's a good coach, but he's irritating me recently. Go Abby. Going back to Latang really quick. This was also a contract year for him. Not saying, but that does change the way players play. You're going to no, have yeah. a better you're playing for your contract. You can't deny yeah. that. That she's absolutely yeah. right. You're right. Um, but one thing I want to talk about, Mike Sullivan. He's very frustrating to me. <laughs> you recently. think? And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. But yeah. the thing is, and I'm going to take Dominic Simone as a as a who's currently sitting as a free agent. I believe he's not on the Ducks. Yeah, also, not. Zach Aston Reese, the baby goat. It's still in free agency, so uh, let's go. Let's trade away Kapanen, bring him in as a 12th board. Let's go. That's that's the plan right here. Anyway, Brian Burke, if you're listening. Anyway, something that Mike Sullivan used to do all the time when he first got became a coach, right? Bring up young guys. Bring yep. up young guys because he knew what was in the farm system. And something that he's not doing now is bringing up young guys. What he is doing is sticking with those young guys that he had in, you know, 16, 17. Five years ago. Mm-hmm. Who did great things like Connor Sherry, like Jake, I mean Jake Gensel and Brian Rust. Those guys are great. But he's like, we brought in Josh Archibald. Josh Archibald's not going to be playing. He's going to be a scrub. He's going to be like, you know, he's not going to be playing, but Mike Sullivan is going to play, or he shouldn't be playing, is what I'm trying to say. But he's going to play. 100%. He's going to play. 
Do you not think he's going to play? Do you not think that's a Mike Sullivan signing? Jarch Archibald. Uh, like, why would you just sign Jarch Archibald? You have Nylander, you have O'Connor, you have guys in the AHL who could fill that spot, the spot that Jarch Archibald is going to be playing. Am I wrong? Give the guys in the AHL. Okay, redeem Zahorna. Yeah, we've seen what Zahorna can do. Am I not wrong? Or am I just being, you know, funny about it? I think part of the issue is that um, when Sullivan came up to the big team, he, he didn't know what he had in Wilkesboro. Does that make sense? So like, so like Wilkesboro became, I don't know, um, something different that he, he wasn't completely aware of the talent that was down there. Cause, cause when he came up in 16, he coached down there and, oh, yeah. and, and that's, and that's why he knew what he had and he brought, mm-hmm. he brought them up. Now he does, he's not as familiar with those guys down there. But should there not be a dialogue between the guy and the Absolutely. Mike Sullivan? Absolutely, there should be. But apparently there isn't, and that's an issue too. That is an issue. 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 God it's bless you. you. Thank you. Anyway, that's just something that's been bugging me about Mike Sullivan. Like, I don't know. Like, he, he shied away from what made him a great coach. Right. Or made him a winning coach, I should say. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 something I don't know that he needs to get better at. Or do you think his job will be on the line this year if we're another first round exit? Or worse, we don't make the playoffs if, at all. If if we if we don't win in the first round this year, mm-hmm. Mike Sullivan is definitely on the hot seat. Yeah. And I'll say this if the pens if the pens don't come out the gate on fire, yeah. he might be on the hot seat as well. Well, because the the ownership group now, uh, what is it, Fenway Sports Group? They they are a winning ownership. They, I mean, I believe they have Man United, the the soccer team. Mm-hmm. They have Boston, obviously the Red Sox, and they have a they have like one or two WNBA teams. And LeBron, but LeBron's an owner of the Penguins, and LeBron's all about winning. Yeah. Hmm. So all I'm saying is a lot of jobs may be on the line if we can't win something here soon. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, one of the, one of the, the free agent signings or I guess the re-signings that we're not really talking about is Ricardo Cal. He got the Brian Russ treatment. I believe it's six by six, correct? Is that six, what he, he got? Uh, six by five, actually. Six by five. Okay. So five years, six million. Oh, no, no, six, six years, five, five million. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Brian Russ got six years, 5.1. So Brian Russ got mm-hmm. a little hometown boost right there. And uh, he also got a no-move clause. And Rusty, Ricardo or... got a, Rusty got a no-trade clause. No-move clause, sorry. And Raquel got a modified no-trade clause where he submits an eight-team list of players he cannot be traded to. Vegas, 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 and Vegas. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so what are our thoughts on the Ricard Raquel signing? Mm. I 
I don't know. I can because like I wish we could have seen him play more with the team. I think mm-hmm. I think everyone is gonna want him to play on that first line because I've seen so many people say, "Oh my gosh, Grakow played so well with Crosby and Gensel," but like they're not gonna break up the chemistry that Rust has on that line. I don't think. Um, like they said, like Rust was of number one importance for them to re-sign, mm-hmm. mainly because he has such a great chemistry with Crosby and Gensel. I'm sure. Yeah. That's one of the big reasons. So I'd say he 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 seemed to mesh pretty well with Malkin in that time that he played with him, which wasn't very long. But yeah. um, I think I, I think I like it. I don't know. We'll have to see how the first couple weeks go, and then I'll make my final decision about that. But yeah. I think as of right now, I like it. But I can't say 100%, you know, mm-hmm. so we'll see more. Yeah. Jim? I I really have nothing to say on that topic. I Okay. I just <clears throat> sorry. Though, can we talk about Dan Heinen? He had yeah. a heck of a year and he came back for a million bucks. Yep. Yep. I'm that when I saw that, that made me so giddy. Like uh-huh. <laughs> someone who did not get fair treatment from the fans Mm-mm. at all he so, he is such a versatile mm-hmm. player like you could you could slot him in anywhere and he 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 just does his thing and i think it was mm-hmm. like it was brilliant by you know uh the the gm hextall hextall yeah that's his name like <laughs> he, he had a career year, Dan Heinen did, mm-hmm. and he took a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Like he took a pay cut. I Two mean, play. I guess it's not a career year. I'm sorry. He had 47 points with the Boston Bruins back in 1718. But like but he he had a he great had year. A really he was making 1.1 million dollars last year. Then he came back for a million dollars. Like that's crazy to me. Like. He said, oh my gosh. He told, he told them it's because Pittsburgh is such a great city. He wanted to come back and play in Pittsburgh with the people in Pittsburgh alongside the team. Like he loves Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, I mean, I respect that. That That's, I love it. Maybe he that, just that has a thing for black too, though. Maybe it's just kind of a, a thing. He's like, I can't play anywhere that's not black and gold. Well, I mean, yeah, because Anaheim's kind of black and gold, too. He played in Anaheim. Oh, did he? For a little while? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 2021. So, so what are – I mean, Ron Hextall came to this team two years ago? Roughly. I think it was – It was part No, it was partway through the 2020-2021 season. Okay. Um, my thought, and I, and and I don't know if if this is what Fenway group is thinking, but you got to give him a chance, right? I mean, you got to let him do some stuff that might cause fans and podcasters like us to scratch our head, but at the same time, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and, and one thing I will say about Ron Hextall and even Brian Burke, these guys 
can evaluate talent. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the bottom line is going to come down to a, what the coaches are going to do with that talent and B, mm-hmm. if the players are going to perform, if yeah. the players are going to put forth the effort because you could have, you could have players who are talented, but just skate around the ice like a bunch of jabronis jabronis and uh and that's and that's what you get but then you have you'll have players who come in like a danton heinen who wants to play here i think i think other guys you put on that list obviously are the big three Latang and crosby and malkin you have Rusty who wants to be here, Jake Gensel, who I think, I, I, I hope uh, will be another one of those guys who stays in Pittsburgh for his whole career. Mm-hmm. Raquel um, wants to be here too. Raquel, I, I, and I even think, don't hate me, I even think Kasparitis is going to bounce back this year. Kapanen. I hope, I hope so. Kapanen. The Casparitis. I'm living in the 90s. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Kapanen. I think Kapanen <laughs> is going to have a much better season this year. Um, yeah. But again, it, it comes down to the effort put forth by the players. And then it also comes down to what the coaching staff is going to do with them. Now, they did sign Reardon uh, back to up to an, an associate coach. Which so, I think is a great move. So I really do. So that's a good move. Um, I don't know. I, I, you look at the production that you're going to get from guys like Gensel and Crosby and Rusty and Malkin and, um, and even to some extent, Cappy and Carter. Um, there, there really is no reason that this team shouldn't be winning a whole lot more games than they're losing. That's just my opinion. Oh, I agree. This, yeah. This, it's going to be fun to see how it plays I out. I agree, yeah. It, it will be. It will be indeed. It do we, will be. Do we and, want to get, do we want to get into our fast break? Or uh, not yes. fast break, breakaway? Breakaway challenge. Breakaway challenge, breakaway challenge, breakaway challenge. The way this game going to work is we're going to do a free agency breakaway challenge this is a new thing we're going to try we're going to try this but we're the way it works is we're going to give each other take turns giving each other so it's going to go me to jim jim to abby abby to me and we're going to give them a free agent signing that happened this year in free agency can we do trades no well i mean no i guess yeah off season moves but it's Uh, no off season off season moves moves. But it's it's free agency breakaway. Don't don't question the name. And uh, you're going to I'm going to give Jim say Jordy Ben signing with the Maple Leafs. That's not one really because that one doesn't have much of an impact. And then he will have 30 seconds. He should sign in Dallas. Dang it. Oh no. I guess we'll give him a minute. A minute to explain what you think of it. Give him a letter grade for the signing and how it's going to change life in that city in that team okay so this is a new thing we're trying if it absolutely bombs we won't do it again but i think this is going to be a fun little challenge for us okay okay the first one that i'm giving 
you, Jim, is Darcy Kemper signing a $26 million deal for five years in Washington. Let me get the stopwatch up here real quick. And you have a minute. Go. So Darcy Kemper to Washington for how many, for how many years and how many? Five years, $26 million. So I have pretty much a five-year deal. Okay. Five, so five year, five, 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 five. Darcy Kemper was Avs goalie last year, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Just won a cup. Yep. yep. I'm glad he gets his payday, but I, I don't think that makes the, I don't think that makes Washington any better. I really don't. I, I mean, I, Washington has has a ton more issues at, at stake with their team than the goaltending. So to, to sorry, to address that uh, as Washington a fans uh, are happy. No, the Washington fans aren't happy. That's fine. But I don't think Darcy Kemper makes Washington <clears throat> all that great, all that much better. Um, and for that big of a cap hit, I think it's crazy. Am I under the minute? Uh, yeah. Okay. Good job. Letter, Bravo. Bravo. Letter grade. Letter grade. Letter grade. Oh, oh I give it a letter grade. Yeah, for give it a letter the, grade. Yeah. Um, <coughs> C minus. Okay. Ooh. Steep. That steep. That steep. So Jim, you give Abby a one. I think I think that that was pretty good. That was impressive. Good job. Thank you. Why am I getting nervous for this? <laughs> you you <laughs> gotta look have, you gotta look I smart. Just, I'm not gonna have anything to say, but okay. Yeah. Since since we started uh since okay, since we started with a um <laughs> with a goalie, <laughs> I will give you a goalie as well. All right. Me? Yep. Oh, I know which one this is. Are you ready? Yeah. So Jack Campbell from the Toronto Maple Leafs signs a five-year, $25 million contract with the Edmonton Oilers. Darcy Kemper uh, got more. Are you are you ready with a stopwatch, Andrew? Yep. Ready? Wait, and give me the contract. contract again. Five years, 25. Five oh, so five, the same, as, same yep. as Kemper. Pretty, Pretty much. much. No, Kemper got more. Ready? ready? Three, one. two, one, go. Oh, boy. Um, so I think, does Edmonton still have Mike Smith then? Or did he, was he a free agent too? I believe Anyways, he's a free agent. either way, uh, Campbell is an upgrade from Mike Smith, but that's not saying much. But I mean, I mean, I know Toronto had a lot more problems in the playoffs than goaltending, but Mike Smith made it way farther than Campbell did. So to be honest, I don't know if it's an upgrade. I it's not a downgrade to get Campbell. Campbell's younger than Mike Smith, obviously. Um, but I'd say for for that cap hit, I mean, I guess I don't know. I think Edmonton should have focused more on defense, maybe picking up someone like John Klingberg instead of goaltending. But I could be bugging because Mike Smith is really old. So I'd say it doesn't make him better. It doesn't make him worse. You know. So maybe like a Time. B minus. B minus. B minus. Okay. One thing I will add to that though is it's a lot of money for a guy who had one really good year on a really it's good true. team. It's true. It's it's a, a lot, very a lot, Edmonton of good move. a lot of good defense on that Toronto team, and Edmonton does yes. not have good defense. Yeah. All right, hit me, Abby. Mike Smith um, is still on the uh, the Oilers. How about? John Klingberg to Anaheim. 
Uh, I'm not sure what the contract ended up being. Hang on, let me check. Uh, John Klingberg. John Klingberg. $7 million for one year in Anaheim. Yeah. Okay. Someone was else want to get stopped. Was he a quick? free agent? Yeah. He was a free agent. Yep. Ready, set, go. I think this contract is a great, great signing for the Ducks. I'm going to give my letter grade right now. It's an A-plus signing. It's a one-year deal for a really good defenseman, and I think that is what Anaheim needs. They're in a weird space where they're in limbo between contending and not contending. A one-year deal is perfect for that. It's going to help you contend this year. It's easily movable by the trade deadline. If you're not contending at the time, you can get some assets for him from a team who's going to be contending like a Toronto or like even a Pittsburgh, really. I think that he's going to be great for young defensemen like uh, Jamie Drysdale to play on, play on a same line with Drysdale. And I think, I think it could be a huge, huge, huge signing for the Ducks. I think it. I don't have much else to say. It's low, low risk, high reward, and uh, again, easily movable by the trade deadline if you're not contending. And as as a ducks, a closet ducks fan, I guess I think it's a great, a great signing for the ducks. A plus. Good. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> that one was easy for me. I was like, yeah, I've I've already said my piece on 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 him. Good. All right, here we go. The big, the big Kahuna kind of this year. Jim, you get Johnny Goudreau, seven years, sixty-eight oh. million dollars to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Three, two, one, go. Um, I think Columbus overpaid a bit, but I also think that the I think that Goudreau in uh in in Columbus is going to be a fun draw for Columbus fans. I think from a purely business standpoint, I think it makes sense because you need a name to draw people in there because you've, you've, I mean, let's face it, that um, their guy isn't, who is their guy? Line? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not, he's not putting butts in the seats and you get a guy like Johnny Gaudreau, Johnny hockey in there. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to do that. Um I I wish I wish Calgary could have found a way to keep him because I think I think Johnny Grudeau and Calgary Calgary make a a sense. But um I think it was a I think it was a good move that Columbus had to make. I'll give him a B plus on the deal. Done. Um I think they I think they did overpay just a bit. One thing weird about that though is they're they weren't really contending this year and they didn't make a lot of moves, you know, I feel like you would have been smarter to not sign someone like Goudreau. Yeah. He's young, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you're not in the position to contend really. You have a lot of youngsters and I don't know. I don't know. That's just my thought. All right. All right, Abby, you ready? Sure. Um, Here you go. I hope you weren't planning to give this one to Andrew, but Patrice Bergeron signs a one-year deal for two and a half million dollars with Boston. Go. I don't think there's much to say about this one. I I think it's a great signing. I think 
I'm really confused why they only did a year, but I can see because Bergeron's getting older. I like why put him under contract when he'll probably just retire here in the near future anyways. But I think it's a great signing. I think Bergeron is still the best two-way forward in the league, probably, or one of them. I, I, he's the heart and soul of that Boston team still and will forever be until he retires and Pasta takes that place. I, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with this signing. I, I, yeah, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I just, I, I, I would give it an A or an A plus because why, why wouldn't you? My one thing is like, what took you so long? But they got right. it done. So I, I think the timing. I think the time, and and this is just me talking because I think the timing of the of the deal um, was a little slow. I I don't think that that breeds a lot of confidence in him by the organization. Yeah, now his his they have a new coach in Boston this year, don't they? Yeah. So so that some, might that might be new guy. Yeah. That might be part of it, um, but Andrew, you're you're the Boston fan. What do you think? I mean, I, I thought it was a good deal too. It's, it's a it's a great signing. I think the reason they were so slow in resigning him and Krejci were was because they weren't sure they were going to retire or not. They were in limbo. Not so much that they don't trust them; it's that they weren't sure they wanted to play again. And like, okay. if Bergeron was coming back to play another year it was going to be with Boston. Boston was going to do whatever they could to, you know, uh, facilitate that. Make that happen. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's great that he only came back for $2 million. He's coming back. It kind of seems like a swan song run. Two and a half. For him. And Crutchy. Okay. But it's it's their last <laughs> chance. And I think, I don't know. I th- there's got to be urgency if I'm the general manager of Boston. Your window's closed. Do whatever you can to do whatever you can to come back. You have a great tandem in uh, the goalies, uh, Olmark and Swayman. And uh, you just have to, I think, I'm not sure why they didn't go out and get Klingberg. Like you needed to bolster that defense. The offense is fine. I mean, you got Pasta, you got March, and now you have Bergie and Krejci back. Mm-hmm. You have Coyle. Like you you have offense. You just, you need a defense anyway. That, I got a little carried away there, but I, okay. I'm hoping, I mean, okay, Anaheim's not. Like I said, Anaheim, if they're not contending at the trade deadline, and Boston sure. is, swip swap sure. right there. Um, Abby, uh, Hit me. Yes, we're these. These are supposed to be breakaways. One. That one kind of got yeah. bogged down. Sorry. Oh, Sorry. I, I I I I wanted to talk about Bergie. Sorry. Yeah, you did. That's my guy right okay. there. Okay, mine for you, Andrew, is David Perron. To Detroit. Oh, okay. That's a spicy five, thing right there. 9.5 mil for two years, like a 4.25 okay. hit per year. Okay. okay. Uh, so I will. I have, I have thoughts about this. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Go. Okay. David Perron is someone that has never really clicked anywhere else but St. Louis. He had a great year in Vegas he came back to St. Louis and he continued that. I think like he's been in Pittsburgh, he's been in Anaheim, he's been in Edmonton and he has not really performed in those places. And he's only really performed in St. Louis. I think it's a dangerous signing for the Red Wings, but it's also got high reward. If he clicks, this team went all in this year, signing a butt ton of good players. They're, they're ready. I Detroit's one of my sleeper teams for the, for the season. 
And I think uh, as a Boston fan, as a Penguins fan, it's scary because they are, they're back. They are back. They are maybe not this year, but next year they're back. Mm -hmm. They may have a little downturn, kind of like the Tigers this year, but I think they're back. And I think David Perron could be a huge piece in whether or not they're back or not. If he's, if he's, if he's healthy and if he's clicking, he's, he's going to be a, a big, big piece to this Detroit Red Wings either success or failure he's he's yeah I think he's the cog that can either break or make this Detroit Red Wings season yeah um, I said oh you did <laughs> I said time like 30 seconds ago <laughs> I didn't even I said it twice I don't know Sorry. if it came in I didn't but... hear it I didn't hear it uh yeah so letter grade B minus B minus letter grade because it's it's a dangerous sign, but I think, yeah. Be my high risk, high reward, I think. High, high risk, high reward, yeah. yeah. Exactly. I like David Perron as a player, and I just wish he would click somewhere other than St. Louis. Also, his son is one heck of a hockey player. We saw him. Oh, my Lewis. gosh. He was St. awesome. Louis. He was so cute. <laughs> yeah, when we went to St. Louis, yeah. Are we, are we so, going to do another round, or is that it? That'll be it for that, I believe. Um, oh, but, we didn't get to talk quick. about cats. <laughs> no, that's what I'm. That's what I'm breaking it off. I'm breaking it off right now because I want to talk about Calgary Flames had a really weird off season. They, they did. They lost. They lost. They lost Chucky. They lost Johnny Hockey, and they lost. Who else did they lose? They lost another big piece. They they had to get rid of Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan. That's right. Yeah, cap dump. But they also brought back Huberdo, Uyghur, and Kadri. And it was a really weird offseason where they had a lot of moving pieces, but I don't think they got any worse. I don't think they got any better. I think they just stood pat. What are your guys' thoughts about that? That is uh, such such a weird offseason for the Calgary Flames. I agree to this to the extent that that the I think they I think they're I don't think they're any worse. Mm-hmm. I don't think they got better. Yeah. I don't either. For me, I think that this year they're gonna be good, but in the next couple years. They might be hurting a little bit. Did I interrupt you, Dad? No, 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 no. You're fine. Oh, I just think. Um, <laughs> okay, so they lost Kachuk and Goudreau. Goudreau is like the mm-hmm. same age as Hugo, right? But like Kachuk yeah. is significantly younger than Nazem Kadri. Okay. Now, like, I don't know. Just to me, I think their team is going to decline a lot faster than it would have been if they were able to hold on to Goudreau and Kachuk. Obviously, Goudreau didn't want to stay, but. Um, and I guess neither did Kachuk. But no. if they could have, if they could have held on to them, I could have seen their future like them being good for longer. But mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe they'll be able to move pieces and get young guns around these guys and be able to improve. But as of I, right now, I see them declining a lot faster than they were. I don't think Kadri. I don't think Kadri is the is the main piece in Calgary that's going to make or break their season this upcoming season. I think that's Huberto. I think how mm-hmm. Huberto yeah. plays is going to, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for is going to determine whether that, tr- whether, uh, they were successful in the off season or not. Um, but if Huberto has a as a season in Calgary, like he did in, Florida last year 
Um, I think Calgary, I don't think Calgary gets, I, Calgary will look a lot different mm-hmm. from the standpoint of how they score goals and where they score goals and those types of things. But I think that the outcome, the overall outcome will be the same mm-hmm. and that you'll see them probably in contention to win the Pacific division. Um, and, and, I think the, I think the key for for Calgary is going to be their goaltending. I mean, that's what undid them in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it's what's going to undo them in the regular season and in the playoffs again this year if they if they don't address that, which they didn't. So I don't know if they, I don't know if there's tons of, um, I mean, there's tons of change. Don't get me wrong, there's tons of change in Calgary. But as far as the wins and wins and losses, I don't think you're going to see that drastic of a difference. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird team. It, like, it, it is. Really is. It'll be a fun team to watch, though. To be I sure, think it'll be fun. Yeah, With for sure. Juan Lucic and Nazem Kadri. Yeah, you know, Dad's going to be tuning into all of Nazem Kadri's games. Jeez, oh, hey, yeah, I'll tell you what. No, I'll sure. tell you what, and I'll say this here now. Um, this is just, I'm throwing this out there as maybe something we can do, maybe something we can't, but if you would be willing, I'd, I'd follow Calgary this year. All right. If you, if do you we want, want if you, do we want to add another team to our, uh, <laughs> I, to our following? Th- three teams to follow is going to be a little tough. Uh, I barely kept up with two, but I think I barely, I, I hardly kept up with Boston to be perfectly honest. To, to be honest, I would, I oh, would the only one that kept up with my team. I, I would actually, I would actually love to, to, to follow Calgary this year and just yeah. document how they do with their trades and so forth and keep up with that. If, if, if you're okay with that, I'll, I'll move from me. Edmonton to Calgary. Sorry. Edmonton fans. Fine. by me. Also, wow, I'm you from one side to the other of Alberta, right there. Yeah, They're gonna well, happy with you. I started. I started in Seattle, moved to Edmonton halfway through the year last year, and now I'm. You're just not Calgary. voted. What is that? You're kind of like it's the Pacific, yeah, man. You put true. me in the Pacific Division. Who am I going to root for? You kind of seem that's like uh, I don't know, like a kind of journeyman, journeyman hockey. You know, like <laughs> I'll, I'll be following from, every team. Went from <laughs> Seattle to Edmonton at the trade deadline, and then. uh Yep. Left in free agency to Calgary. I see how it is. I see how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still playing for Boston. I'm a lot. The Dallas star. I'm not leaving until I die. Jeez. Okay. Uh, Jamie Ben. That's what I said. Oh, did you say that? Jamie Ben of the Dallas Stars. All right. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I'm going to propose this on the podcast. So you guys can't really say no. Okay. (laughs) This year. You can. Yes, it's your prediction contest. Okay. Okay. But I still have to pay my twenty bucks. FYI. Yes. Yes. Instead of money, we have a jersey on the line. Ooh, of the winner's choice. The winner's choice. Ooh. And they can either they can either make it a loser, like a find a horrible jersey, like a Tom Wilson All Star jersey. And make them wear it to a hockey game. I don't know. Maybe just spitballing here. 
or or you can you know keep it for yourself and make it like a you know Sidney Crosby whatever you know I don't know, I don't know. but I think that'd be fun. So you can't say no because it's on the podcast. So and like I'd, be, I'd could, be okay with that. We could even do like an eBay like search and find like a great like uh, right right. And loser losers like have a, to pay for the winners jersey. A diamond in the rough kind of thing on eBay. Yeah, hey, jerseys like off. They they hit different. Yeah, not even I, I'm down with that. Okay. How about you, Abs? Deal. Virtual, virtual handshake. All right, that'll wrap up this episode of the Pencil Stuff Podcast. We are back, boys. We are back. Remember, find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Links in the show description. You can find us on Patreon, Pencil Stuff Podcast. You know, five dollars a month. You can get live streams. You know, polls, fun little articles written by yours truly, and uh, all that other kind of fun stuff. Um, don't forget to check out the merch. All the links are in the show description. So don't don't forget you can, you know, if you can't, if I'm saying the wrong handles for the different, we need, really need to coordinate those handles on the, the socials. But uh, yeah, they're all in the show descriptions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can follow Abby on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Jim on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Links are all in the show description, guys. You know, you can, you can get, you can defend me or attack me on Twitter and all my Twitter wars. Yeah. And I tweet a lot more about, you know, more than just hockey. I do football, basketball, baseball, all the, all the sports. And so, yeah. Anything else you guys want to say before we sign off on this first episode of season four? No guys, thanks for joining us to, uh, tonight or today or this tonight, whenever you're listening. Um, we are hoping that this season of the pens and stuff podcast is our best ever. It will and, be the best one ever. And we want to, we want you along for the ride. So yes, come on, yes. Uh, join us. It's going to be a blast. We, we love you guys. This podcast would not be a podcast without you. No, it's true. And also, if you have any ideas, go. If you have any ideas for segments, any specific players, things, topics you want to talk about, we love suggestions because sometimes they have a hard time things. So (laughs) we do get in creative (laughs) and we'll be a little shout out and all of that. So we we want your questions too. You can ask us any kind of question, hockey related or personal related. We'll answer. Email us. Email us. Gmail.com. Yep. Uh, email us and just say hey just in the in the topic line of the email just say got a question and yep. we will read it on on the podcast and we will answer the question and hey best way to get us you know promoted more listeners more stuff is leave an apple review yes rate us five stars if you enjoyed if well, not four right. or three and five just you minutes know, yeah. appreciate it so it takes two minutes literally and then we'll read your review on the podcast and shout you out. So you that's could, the best you could way to start review and just say great show period. That's it. And, or, and Andrew, share this, share this podcast on your socials too. I mean, yeah. we know that, yeah. that we are just, we're just three people trying to get our podcast out there. And we know that you guys who are listening to this podcast reach so many more people than we do. Hockey we're just fans. simple men trying to make our way in the universe. Like Django Fett, we, you know? Uh, we just we just want to share the love of hockey with you. Yes. Because that's we, why love we, do hockey. This. we love hockey. We just want to connect on that level. Because literally hockey. we're having we're having conversations we'd have any other time. Like that's genuinely. True. We, but literally. we're just doing it in a in a uh, where we can share it with you guys. That's what we want to do. That's what we want literally to do. Literally talking about a sport that we love. So And yeah, if if you guys really want to, I think it would be fun to do some live streams. 
yes. watch hockey over Zoom with the pals over the internet. Genuinely. Yeah. Get a Discord going, you know? Talk about it. You know, you can watch us watch hockey, get the you get the chat going. Hey, hey you know? we, we we have a YouTube channel too. We can live we do have a YouTube on channel. the YouTube. We can do the YouTube. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm anyway, guys, this is turning YouTube. into a planning uh, a planning segment. Not really podcast. You're We're gonna sign off. We're gonna yes. record episode two in just a minute. And uh we love you guys. We'll see you soon. And until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And I'm Addy. Let's go pens. Let's go pens. Let's freaking go. You can really tell we're doing this on the Zoom because it's let's go pens. Let's go pens. Let's go pens.